You're listening to The Good Girl Free Woman Show, where sensitive women learn to drop the good girl patterns, get off the emotional roller coaster, and find freedom from overwhelm, people pleasing, and exhausting relationships. Are you ready to finally feel happy, emotionally healthy, and free in your relationships and career? You are in the right place, my friend. Keep listening. Hello, my beautiful, sensitive soul. Just a disclaimer, if you are watching this on YouTube or on Spotify, I'm. this is a filter, okay? I'm definitely 100% using a filter. You know, you can go on Instagram and do a live, but you can do it as a practice live and it still saves your video. <laughs> I actually look like a hot mess because I've had a long day of work just work, 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 work. And the kids are home for summer. It's summer break. Do you have kids? Are they home for summer break? Then you know how that goes. It's pretty busy around here. Um, or I don't want to say pretty busy because I work and then I don't, this is mom guilt. You're working and then you feel guilty because it's like the kids are home and it's like, oh, I should be doing something with them. This is for all my moms who work from home. And you're like, oh, I should be doing something with them, but I have to put in my hours. Like I got to work. Right. Um, so it's that whole dilemma, which is exhausting when you, when you allow your, your mind to go that way. Right. But I do try to do some fun things at least, at least once a week with the kids. Okay. So I can say that honestly. Um, okay. So I was talking with someone today and then I listened to, um, one of my favorites, another podcast. And it was like, okay, you know, when things align, like there's just more than one thing that just happens, happen, what, like, give me a sign, you know, we used to pray to God, give me a sign. I still actually do that sometimes. Like, give me a sign, show me if this is what you want. And then you get like my, my favorite number is three. So it's like, I get three confirmations and I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, this is a word from the Lord. Like this is what's supposed to be. Right. Um, so that's the case with today's episode. And I want to talk about, this is one of my biggest struggles that I had to go through actually recently. Um, and coming to the edge of a breakthrough and realizing that I was doing this was huge. And then huge in allowing myself to experience more peace. And this that I'm talking about is fixing myself, like trying to constantly fix myself. And I actually took a break from personal development, from, um, reading books and listening to audiobooks and watching videos and all the things, um, that had to do with, you need to do better, Justina, like heal your trauma, heal your crap. What's the new latest trending word for what you're going through? Um, what's the latest word for what you're experiencing, experiencing and trying to label everything, every issue that I've had in my life and looking at myself, like blaming myself and like, okay, well, what's wrong with me now? Like, why can't I be okay now? What's, <clears throat> and I'm not, I'm not saying that I've completely come out of this, but I've become aware that I do this, which has really allowed me to release the pressure of doing it, which is fixing myself. And what I've realized is that as a highly sensitive woman, em empathetic woman, my personal development journey started, oh God, years ago. I want to say right when I first started my first business, that was like eight or maybe we're going on nine years now, I think eight or nine years ago. Um, 
and my sister invited me to this conference called Landmark Forum. And if you've heard of the Landmark Forum, it's like, you would think like, oh, what is it? Like, it's a, is it a cult or whatever? Excuse me. I have a cold, you guys. So I, yes, I have a cold in the summer. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on with me? My immune system has been so weak the older I'm getting. I don't know what that's about. But my daughter was sick and I got what she had, but worse. How does that even work, right? Anyways, Landmark Forum, my sister wanted me to go so badly. And I remember, I think it was like $500. And I was like, no, I'm not. I never did personal development. So I was like, "I'm." the most I did was watch Marie Forleo videos. And I was just like, and those are free. Spending $500 on something like that was just out of this world to me. Like $500 felt like I was giving... A thousand or fifteen hundred back then. And I remember I think she paid for all of it or half of it because she was like, No, you have to go to this landmark forum. You have to. Like it has changed my life. And I was like, She paid for it, of course. Okay, I'll go. So, and she seemed like she really, really cared about it. So I was like, it's gotta be something special, right? So, anyway, she finally convinced me to go and I go. And then um she was right. It was mind blowing mind-blowing and if you I mean if you're listening to this podcast you probably already are in personal development but if you're not I just recommend everyone to do landmark forum just even like I think there's like an introductory class I didn't do anything further outside of like I think it was like the basic three-day experience or two-day experience or whatever but it was my introduction into it gives you an introduction into what like thinking outside of yourself and the way they do the examples and the stories and the things, actually, I don't even know how it would be today, but when I did it back then, that's how it was. And it helps you to step outside of yourself and see things um, that you wouldn't normally think about. It's like, it was the beginning of self-awareness for me. Literally, if you have, if you struggle with self-awareness, that landmark form might help you. Um, but anyways, so I went and that was the beginning of my personal development journey. Since then, I have been on a kick and I... And like I said, in another episode, I call myself like the problem solver because when there's an issue, I solve it. So once I realized that self-awareness, like once I got what self-awareness was and started to understand that I was, um, I was, how should I say this? I was the, I'm the person in charge of all my decisions, right? And um, this, what I've learned too with this, knowing that you have freedom, knowing that you can choose and make decisions in your life for your life. Like you are the author, not the author. That's the scripture. Actually, I think the author of the finisher of our faith. <laughs> Look it. No, that's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is that you are, you can take ownership of your life. Like you, a lot of times we feel like victims to, and I know that word victim probably chases away a lot of people it used to chase me away. And I actually was so afraid of being a victim. That's what another thing that drove my like hyper vigilant, like constantly wanting to search for the answers of what's wrong with me because I didn't want to be a victim. And side note, I apologize if you hear any noises. My family is home and I should probably close the door, but I don't want to get up because I'm recording this video. <sighs> Why do I always leave my door open? I don't know. But anyways... Okay. So <laughs> what the world was I talking about? Okay. 
back to self-awareness. So yeah, anyways, self-awareness. Um, I can't do this. Hold on, guys. I got to go close the door. This is too distracting. I'm interrupting this episode to let you know that you have the opportunity to ask me anything. This is the only way that you can get coached by me on this show. There's no one-on-one options for you to coach with me anymore. So if you have a question or you're listening to the episode and you're just like, oh my God, I resonate with this, but I have a question about my specific situation, perfect opportunity for you to click the show, click the link in the show notes and leave me a voice note. If you don't want your voice played on the podcast, all you have to do is at the end of your voice note, say, Justina, please don't feature this voice message on the podcast and I won't feature your voice. I'll just take your question and I'll read it, um, read the question without featuring your voice. I love hearing from you guys and I love to help you in your particular, very specific, unique situation. So feel free, feel comfortable, feel safe to reach out, click the link in the show notes and ask me anything. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so once I got a whiff of what self-awareness was and that I had the ability to shape my life and make decisions for myself, which, you know, I made decisions for myself. This was like when I was, I think I was mid-20s when I came across it, mid or late 20s, mid-20s or early 20s. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, that I could take ownership of my life and see outside of myself and create something bigger and greater and blah, 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 all the good stuff, right? Then that led me on this journey of like over, I not over consume. I was constantly consuming, um, self-help, everything, everything self-help. And then I got introduced to therapy and, and well, first coaching, then therapy I went to why well, I did therapy early before I even got into personal development, but it was like, it was terrible experience. Um, not helpful at all, but anyways, got into coaching and that transformed my life, became a coach, all the things. Right. And I just sort of been on, I want to say for nearly a decade, this journey of trying to fix myself, of trying to make myself into something that's better, that's greater, you know, do 1% better every day. Um, just this drive, this ambition to be the best I can be, to, see all the issues and fix them and be optimistic and humble and think about all the ways that I can control it and get over it and not feel. And then come across, I came across somatic work and, um, trauma informed care. And then it's like, wait, no, we want to feel, don't ignore your feelings. Like let's feel now. And then now we're in the age of feeling. And it's like, then I'm like, too sucked into the feeling and trying to constantly fix in the way where it's like fix the feelings. And then it, I finally got to my, found myself to this point or at this point where I realized I was trying to fix myself and yeah, that I was trying to fix myself all these years. And even when it came down to my feelings, like doing the emotion work, it's like, I'm going to coaching and I'm going to therapy and I'm going to these experiential um, things, events in person, because I want, and I'm reading the books because I want to fix myself because I'm feeling like, because I'm feeling these emotions that are heavy and, and unbearable at times it felt and uncomfortable. 
I, I need to consume as much as I can around the problem that I'm experiencing, around the emotion that I'm experiencing. I need to get curious and then consume in order to fix with the goal and the intention of making it go away with the goal and intention of not having to experience this discomfort. Like, hurry up and let me read. Let me Google all the, like, what am I experiencing right now? Like, what is the label for this? I need a label so that way I can know all the steps that I can solve it and I can start working on it and I can join the three-part masterclass and then I can enroll inside of the 12-month coaching program and then I can sign up for one-on-one coaching and therapy. Like this whole, I had this whole way of approaching myself, my issues, my emotions, my challenges, emotional challenges, which was like this recipe for how to fix Justina so that she's not sitting in discomfort, so that she's not experiencing negative emotions or, you know, some people don't like calling them negative emotions. There's good and bad, period. I know I get why people say that, but you can't get away from the fact that there's good and bad in this world, okay? And the emotions that are, that are, I don't want to say bad, it's not the best word for it, but the unpleasant emotions and the discomfort that we feel, they're definitely not good. Like there's no blurring that line. Right. And so, which is why we try so many things to cope and to run away from what we're feeling. Everything comes down to feeling. We don't want to feel a certain way. So we over, uh, consume, we overeat over drink gossip because it makes us feel better in the, in the moment. It's like, we're fleeing from the feeling. It's always a feeling right. That we're chasing or we're pursuing or running from whether we like to admit it or not. And so I realized that I was constantly trying to fix myself. And then I learned um, this concept or this idea that, hmm, maybe these parts of me don't need to be fixed. Maybe these parts of me just need to be seen. These parts of me just need to be heard. They need to be experienced. They need to be felt because when we experience the discomfort, the uncomfortable emotions, they're trying to communicate to us. You hear me say this all the time. They're messengers. They're trying to say something to us. And if our jerk reaction, knee jerk reaction is to jump up and try to find all the podcast episodes we can on the problem we're experiencing or the emotion that we're feeling, and then even shaming ourselves, judging ourselves for feeling it. Like, why can't I just be okay with what's going on right now? I laugh because I found myself in a place when someone was mistreating me and I was, I literally, I really found myself in my head. I, I was listening to myself talk and it was like, why can't I just be okay with this? And I was like, wait, hold up. You know, there's different parts of us. Right. And so one part of me was like, why can't I just be okay with this? And the other part of me is like, are you kidding me right now? Like, you want to be okay with mistreatment? <laughs> this person literally mistreated you. Why would you try to shame and guilt and convince, try to convince yourself into being okay with it? Sometimes it's just that the things outside of us are treating us bad. It's not that we need to be fixed. It's that when that emotion comes up, that discomfort, it's trying to communicate to you. And a lot of times, if you, not a lot of times, because I don't know what your situation is, but just try to get curious around that that uh, discomfort that's coming to you. And I guarantee you it's communicating that something is off for you, that something in this scenario is not right. 
for example, I was uh, talking to a friend today, actually, the one I talked about earlier that prompted this conversation. And she's like, I just need to run something by you and see what you think. And um, she's like, I really can't stand my job. Like, I can't stand the people. They're old. They're outdated. Their systems are old. Um, and it seems like during our meetings, and she just started going into like how they are in the meetings. And she's like, they just annoy me. Like everyone here is trying to prove themselves and like go out of their way. It's like pretentious essentially. And she's like, I'm just not here for that. I, the purpose, there's no purpose here for me. Like, I don't feel uh, like there's no passion for the work. And she goes, but I just need you to, to let me know, like, what do you hear that's like wrong with me? Like, what, what do you think I can do? Cause you know, I take me everywhere. Like, yeah, what if I leave this job and then I'm still going to be me going to the next job. So what if it's me? What if there's something wrong with me? Essentially, she was asking me, like, I feel these ways about the situation I'm in, about the job I am in. The people are annoying. Um, I, I Essentially, what she was saying is the culture is not a fit for me. The gossiping and all the things about the culture she told me. And I don't have a passion for the industry or the company or its purpose. And the actual function of the work, I don't enjoy doing. I realize that there's a tiny part that I do enjoy and there's a big portion that I don't enjoy. So it's overall not a fit for me. Like it's not aligned with my person, with who I am. Um, but please tell me, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> because, you know, I don't want to be wrong and then take me to the next job and the same thing happens again. Because then what is there, right? What else is there? Like, because essentially because she kept, she hasn't found, well, she has found her love, the work that she loves, but she's, you know, that's a whole nother story. But looking at this type of work, she doesn't feel like it's for her and she's afraid she's going to keep getting into the same situation. Anyways, so she's like, what's wrong with me? Her default was to fix her, was to change something about her, was to get validation from someone else that she's wrong in this situation because she doesn't want to be a victim. She doesn't want to play a victim. She doesn't want to be the one who's in the wrong. And there's got to be something about me, right? When in reality, it was, it's just not the fit. It's not the right fit for her. Like we put a lot of weight and this happens too when you have unhealed trauma, when you, and when your sense of your identity or you have some, some baggage that's holding on to the decision or the circumstance or whatever that you're encountering with toward, around the issue. So if it's like in her case, it's her job and she has a lot of, uh, unhealed, like beliefs, limiting beliefs and some wounding around her identity and her ability to achieve and her ability to succeed, um, in her career. So because of that, the wounding and the beliefs and the fears that she has in her career and her ability in her career because of where she's at, when it comes to making a decision, that baggage, it makes it feel so much heavier than it actually is. And you, you can get stuck like her in the loop of just seeing the baggage, like the baggage is on your back of, Oh, but you know, I should like this job. I, all of the shoulda, coulda, would not shoulda, coulda, would but all the shouldas, right? Like I should do this. I need to do this because it pays me good money. Um, it's flexible and I'll probably never find anything like this. And I'm afraid I won't find anything like this. And then I'm just stuck staying here being miserable with everyone. And I'm constantly looking at myself like, 
can I do, can I do something better? Will anyone accept me with something better with flexible paying me the same or more? Um, will, um, or is it me, right? Like pretty much what, she, what I'm trying to say is that she, instead of looking at the facts of the reality of what her situation is, the truth is she was trying to fix herself. She, and this is, this is big guys. This is really big. It's a, this is a lesson that I had to learn multiple times or I had to go through multiple times before I actually took the lesson away. It's like, you're trying to, and I've used this analogy before. It's like, you're trying to take a square peg. You know, those little toys you played with when you were a little like preschool or kindergarten, maybe you buy your, for your kids. And it's like a little square box. <clears throat> excuse me. And you have to put the shapes inside of the right hole. So it's like you're trying to put a circle block inside of the square hole. It's not going to work. It's not going to fit. Or you're trying to put a square block inside of a circle hole. And that's the facts. It's not going to fit because it's not a square or it's not a circle. You have to put the square in the square hole and you have to put the circle in the circle hole. And that is the only way that it's going to get through, right? Unless you're like maneuvering, like pushing and pulling and doing damage and trying to jam it in there. I'm sure you could get it in that way too, but that's exactly what life is like when it comes to your career, when it comes to relationships, when you're trying to force it so badly because you're like, this is what I should be doing. This is a great opportunity. Other people would die for it. Not literally you guys, it's a figure of speech, but because I'm looking outside of myself and not within myself for my truth, for the actual facts of what is, which is this is not a fit for me. I do not like the function. It doesn't, I don't vibe with it. The culture is out of alignment with what I, with the type of uh, culture that I need to thrive. The function is out of alignment. Like these are facts. The reality, we are each designed and created with a unique makeup of personality and characters and strengths. And your job as a human on this earth is to find the careers where you align, find the circle peg. If you're, if you're the circle block, you need to find the circle hole. That's, that is the, that is your job. And the way you do that, the only way you're going to do that <clears throat> is if you try out putting it into squares and stars and diamonds and ovals, right? If you have a circle or if you are a circle and instead of putting all this weight, like, oh, I couldn't fit in the square hole and now I'm doomed forever and I'll never, like, I'm going to be a failure and I'm whatever, you know, the story is for you. Instead of um, holding on to the baggage and, and saying, because I didn't thrive in this quote unquote great opportunity, then I'm a failure. If you just look at the facts of the reality of I'm a circle and you know what? After being here for a while, I can see now this is a square and it's just not for me. And now I'm going to go try and do something else, something different, something a little bit different. I'm going to take the lesson of what was for me in that position and what wasn't for me. And then I, I'm going to use that as ammo to go find my, find my place. <coughs> Excuse me. And then maybe you go and you can't see it yet, but you go into the star and you're trying to go into the star, push your circle peg into the star. And then after a while you notice, oh, it, it doesn't fit. It's not going in. Something here is off. It's not a, it's not a sign 
you know, when you experience emotion or discomfort or unease, um, disease or unhappiness, that is all there to communicate something to you. It's not there to tell you you're wrong, you're bad, and you should be okay with this behavior. You should be okay with this job. You should be, you should, you should, you should. It's, that's not what it's about. So like, look at yourself and fix yourself, fix the things that's wrong with you so that you can be okay with this thing, right? So you can be okay with this toxic relationship, with this unhealthy friendship, with this um, out of aligned <coughs> for you at the time career or job or whatever the story is for you. It doesn't mean look at me and what's wrong with me so that I can fit in this relationship so that I can have this unhealthy or toxic relationship so that I can work at this job that makes me miserable. That's not what it's about. It's about looking at yourself and noticing, just noticing the different parts of you, noticing who you are, noticing, oh, they're annoying me. What is it about them that annoys me? Oh, they're constantly bragging and being pretentious and they are um, gossiping and I don't enjoy that. There doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you don't like the behavior and that's not an environment you want to be in, right? Or it could be a, a sign that you need to speak up and say something. It's not always that I'm bad and I'm wrong and I need to make sure I fit here. No, you have to be aware of what and be aware of what these emotions that you're experiencing, the annoyance, the the sadness, the depression, the anger, the, um, you know, all the feelings that are coming up for you. And they put a lot of memes and jokes out there about like, oh, the Monday scaries or Sunday scaries, I think it's called. And it's like, well, if you're getting the Sunday scaries or if you're getting anxious and you notice you're breathing heavier and you're shaking a little bit, or maybe you're uh, tense when your partner comes in the room, these are all signals and signs for you to get curious. Maybe you start crying. You're crying a lot more out of nowhere. And you got to get, your job is to get curious around that because those emotions are communicating to you. And when you listen to it, okay, what is this here to show me? What is this here to tell me? What is, what in my environment right now needs my attention or inside of me right now needs my attention? Um, and a lot of times it's like the need for safety is what's coming up for us. But anyways, your job is to get curious and to reveal the truth of you just a little bit more. It's not to go in and automatically be like, oh, I'm feeling annoyed. So what do I need to do to fix me? No, it's like, oh, I'm feeling annoyed. What is this here to tell me? What is this here to show me? Okay. Let's get curious. Yeah. And stop trying to just constantly fix ourselves. Um, sheesh, I, I can't even express to you like the agony that I went through to learn this lesson over and over again. You don't need to constantly fix yourself. You do need to be able to hold space for yourself, to hold space for the discomfort. And when you experience the discomfort, the sadness, the anger, the jealousy, the rage, the the tears, crying constantly, whatever the emotion is that's coming up for you, whenever you experience it, it's not a sign for you to guilt or shame yourself and make yourself wrong for feeling that way. And then now I'm going to go out and fix 
myself and let me try and discover what therapist or coach can help me change this about me. No, that's not what it's about. It's not about, let me see how I can fit into this situation. It's no, it's about what is this here to show me about the truth of who I am and what I need? Because there are some needs here that may be present. My body's trying to tell me, okay, I have a need that, and when I say my body's trying to tell me what I'm saying really is like our subconscious, it dictates 90% of our behavior around that, right? 80 to 90. And our conscious brain, our conscious awareness is like our cognitive brain. Like me talking to you right now, I'm looking at the camera. I can see you. I can see this microphone. But in the back of my mind, if you ever heard that phrase, operating is my subconscious, which that's how I remember to talk. That's how I remember to brush my teeth, all those things, right? <clears throat> that's how I remember to drive a car. I don't have to teach myself how to talk again or how to drive a car because I have all of these programs and patterns stored in my subconscious. So our body, when we respond with emotion, it's responding to all of the programming in our subconscious. That's what I mean when I say our body's trying to communicate to us. It's your subconscious brain, the, the memories and the experiences and the beliefs that are stored in our implicit memory, in our implicit memory, also known as subconscious brain um, or subconscious mind. And so your body is communicating something to you and that is your sign to go. I went off on a tangent. I can't remember what I was saying, but that's your sign to listen because there's something up with what's going on right now and you need to listen. Okay. One thing that I want to tell you about this, that's going to help you to be able to do this, to be able to release the guilt and the shame around um, what you're experiencing when you are experiencing discomfort, when you're, you know, any negative emotion, quote unquote, because oftentimes when we're angry or we're whatever upset or sad, we can go into shaming ourselves, making ourselves wrong and trying to fix ourselves. And instead of doing that, something that's going to help you to do this and something that I have found very, like, I need to practice it a lot because as like, if you're codependent or people pleaser, if you grew up and you grew up in a, a childhood home where it was, um, how can I say this? Where you had emotionally unavailable or immature parents, you may have, let me just speak from my experience. I would go into fantasy a lot. And so that looks like, um, playing make-believe, like playing house, like just to get through the chores I had to do. Not that it was like super traumatic, but my way of escape was because I couldn't control the things around me was to fix, to hurry up and do the things that I think I'm supposed to be doing as the good girl or to escape into my own reality, which was imaginative, creative. And like, you know, children are like this, right? The problem with that when you get older, if you're not careful, is that you can escape into this fantasy of, um, what you hope or wish to be that actually isn't right. And what does this look like in real life? <coughs> so, excuse me, sorry guys. Um, this looks like being, and let me use this example of the person I was talking about earlier, being in a job that's not a fit for you and then going to work every day and talking yourself into why it is a fit for you or why you do enjoy it or um, how it's not that bad, like saying overly compensating for the positive and 
ignoring the negative or minimizing, trying to minimize the negative instead of looking at the reality of the situation and accepting it like, oh, I actually don't like the way that these people are here. And I don't like the way this place is ran. I don't need any more validation or convincing myself. I just, for for fact, this is not enjoyable to me. But instead you go in and you're doubting yourself and you're questioning yourself every single day that you go to work. And you're like, well, maybe it's me. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe, you know, I've been underperforming a little bit or maybe I could have said this a little differently. Maybe it's my insecurities. Um, and you know what? She let me take time off. She must really like me. And that made me really happy. Like you're just like making the good bigger than it is and ignoring or minimizing the negative. Okay. That is like living in a fantasy versus living in reality and accepting it is saying exactly what is true. And let me use a toxic relationship or I know some of you guys don't like that word, but so a relationship where you're being mistreated. So this person mistreats you and then you say, oh, well, they only do it when they're really mad or they always apologize afterwards, or they're really trying to work on their life and or on themselves and improve themselves 10 years later and they're still doing the same thing right and so that's us that would be us living in a fantasy uh not accepting the reality and the truth like this person based on their actions is lashing out is highly critical is constantly um criticizing me and undermining me when we have conversations serious conversations i don't know whatever is your story, insert your story. And when they do this, it makes the impact that they have, it makes me feel X, Y, Z, less of a person down, sad. It really triggers me. So when I look at the reality of that, instead of saying, living in the fantasy and excusing their behavior, like, oh, they only do it once in a while. It's not that big of a deal. Like we have a long time relationship. So, you know, I just, I can't see myself confronting them about this or ending the relationship because, you know, we're just really close and we have so so many years of experience, (coughs) even though it's, it's been unhealthy, right? But you're constantly excusing or making excuses for other people's behavior. And instead of accepting the reality of the truth, accept the reality, come out of the fantasy and into the reality that this behavior is not acceptable. It does not make me feel good when I'm around someone who treats me this way, it's not okay for someone to talk to me this way, to be highly critical of me and ask yourself, would you, if you put yourself in in their shoes, would you do the same thing? Are you someone who would go and be highly critical of them? Then if you're not, why are you accepting that type of behavior from someone else? This is what we're able to do when we begin to accept, when we begin to look at reality and then that helps us to accept it. But you have to be brutally honest to yourself about what you're experiencing. I sent out an email this morning um, that said, I heard this, I can't remember where I heard it from, but they said, healthy people live in truth. And I'm not talking about the truth of the Bible, the word of God. Yes, that's tr- there's truth there, right? That's the truth. I'm talking about truth as in what is the true, true experience that I am having right now? Not the fantasy of what I wish could be, not the fantasy of me uh, excusing this person's behavior or blaming myself for the reason why I don't like this job, knowing it's not a fit. Not that fantasy, so that way I can stay comfortable in here, even though I'm misery. Sometimes we're we're so much more comfortable in our misery 
then, uh, and because we're afraid of stepping outside of that misery is more comfortable than something new. Right. Um, cause then that would require us, would require us to face all of our fears and to bring the, our identity comes to play. Cause then it's like, Whoa, we're vulnerable now and we're open now and people can see, and I can see that I'm not all put together. Like I think that I am right? That's what happens when you face your fears. Your most vulnerable parts come out. And instead of facing our most vulnerable parts, we'd rather keep them tucked away and excuse people's behavior, accept mistreatment. <coughs> Excuse me. I really hope that's not too loud for you guys. Accept working at a job that we can't stand knowing that we're not a fit. It's not a fit for us, that we're not aligned. And you're not helping, side note, you're not helping anyone by staying in a job that's not aligned with you at all. You're wasting your time. You're wasting their time. You need to get in the place that you were created to be in, the place where your functions align with what the job requires you to do or the business. So anyways, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to wrap this up by saying to, if you're not on my email list, I don't even know how you can get on my email list. I don't even have an opt-in right now for you guys. I have one, but I'd have to find the link and I don't know what it's called. Um, so scratch that. I'm going to wrap this up by telling you to face the reality and the truth of what your experience is right now with whatever the issue that you're facing, number one. And you can do that by asking yourself this question. What is the, what is the hard truth? The thing that I am avoiding right now, what am I pretending that isn't happening but it really is. What am I avoiding? What truth am I avoiding? So that's more than one question that you can ask yourself to help you get to the true reality of what you're experiencing right now. That way it can help you move into acceptance and, and um, holding space for all the different parts of you and the emotions that show up. The next thing that I want to tell you as I close this episode, <coughs> excuse me, is to that you don't have to fix yourself. You do not have to fix yourself that sometimes it really is just the circumstance or the situation that you're dealing with. And a lot of times, actually, there it's it's more than one thing at play. It's not just I need to be more patient, but it's also I need to be more patient and they shouldn't talk to me like that. Um, I can be more patient and this job is not a fit, fit for me. Right. And so. Relax from the need to fix yourself. And practice this week holding space for all of the different parts of you that are showing up. Okay, my friend, remember that you deserve to be seen, to be heard, and to be loved just for who you are. All right. I love you. I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.